I'm Agent Phil Coulson with the Strategic Homeland Intervention Enforcement and Logistics Division. That's quite a mouthful. I know. We're working on it. The Battle of New York was the end of the world. This is the new world. I am a soldier's angel through the eyes of a soldier through the... What were you after? The truth. World peace. I'm a soldier's angel. You've got a hundred men at your disposal. And now... A hand-picked team. In a war of words between... Just call us shield. And yes, they're that good. No one walks away from this battle. Hello, howlers, and welcome back to Agents of Shield Cast. I am Captain Chaos, aka Chipsella. And joining me tonight, we have the one, the only, the amazing, the astonishing Agent Andy Mary Poppins. Urquhart, how you doing, Agent? <laughs> uh, a bit, bit tired today, but not too bad. Uh, <laughs> Mary Poppins. <laughs> Poppins. Yeah, that's what he called her. Poppins. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so, so um, and Andy... Uh, Andy's Andy's doing uh, some extremely late nights. For those that that don't listen to the B Team podcast, uh, last night was our 400th uh, episode uh, celebration, and it was also our Game of the Year awards show. And Andy Andy was a trooper and stayed for the entire thing. It was about four hours long. It got over about one a.m. here, which is what six a.m. over there, Andy. Yeah, six a.m. over here. I went to bed. As my my daughter was getting up for school, <laughs> <laughs> I hope you had the day off. I, I yeah, that that was off today. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I want to thank you for joining us last night. Uh, it was great. It's always great having Andy on the B team, uh, and we ended up having uh, a total of eight people: uh, the four uh, the four regular hosts, myself, Fred, Ryan, and Eli, and then we had Andy. We had Normie from Knuckleballer. We had Matt Bradford from ZombieCast. And then we had Andy. Oh, and we had Chris, the one of the guys that started the, I started the show with uh, mm. eight years ago. He came back uh, and joined us for the 400th episode. And he may be back next week, too, I hear. Nice. Um, yeah, I, li- I like it when Chris is on the show. Um, but anyways... Andy, thank you for joining us, and thank you for staying up till six in the morning. Yeah, thanks. Uh, thanks for having me. Uh, I always love doing the ball gaggies. Like I, I always make a special effort to take mm-hmm. the next day off so I can so I can do it. <laughs> but yeah, I would say, so. like I like I obviously I love the B team. I've been a listener for a, a long time now. That's that's how this show came about, really. Yes, it is because I blew off Ali's tweet. Yep, because <laughs> I was in the, in the middle of a convention for Christ's sake. <laughs> but yeah so that that's how andy and Allie got into podcasting i blew them off and uh ignored his co-host tweet and they started 42 level one which led to starling city radio which led to this yep and now here we are and, and i mean we're over 100 episodes deep in and this now i think we're yeah we're gonna be 150 odd yeah at least we'll need so, to work, i'll need to work out when 200 is so we could do something special for it 
definitely. So um, we we want to apologize to everybody wondering where the hell the show is. Um, as you know, Andy's job changed, and we have been working around his schedule as best as possible. And then for those that don't follow me on Facebook, I do know we have a couple listeners that follow me personally over on Facebook. Um, know that I was in a war with my internet company this weekend. <laughs> And uh, it, I don't, uh, I don't know if it was affecting the internet, but it certainly was affecting my cable TV and very badly. And we were concerned that there would be skips and pops and uh, static and all types of shit on the show. And I was like, no, don't even bother. Because half the time we don't know how these shows are going to sound until after uh, we're done, anyways. <laughs> yep. Lots of, I mean, a lot of times I listen because I I do listen to every show. I usually listen with my wife, and sometimes I come out real quiet, and sometimes I'm just overpowering. I I have a new Mac. I I have been fighting with the settings on this thing uh, since I got it, and I hope I hope it is it. it Hopefully the settings are uh, where they should be tonight. So hmm. hopefully I'm not overpowering. That's that's my big concern at this point. So so Andy, uh, just so people know, yes, we we are going to do the show weekly as much as we can. We have uh, we do have a schedule for the next uh, few weeks. Uh, we hope to record Luke K uh, the next episode of Hell's Kitchen Cast, the Sweet Christmas Power Hour this weekend, and then Shield will probably be the following weekend. Right, Andy? Yep. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I think that um, if if you're up for doing it, whilst we're doing that Shield episode, we'll try and cover that slingshot thing as well. Yeah, yeah. We we do need to cover that. I need to watch it again. Yeah, I, have, I haven't even watched it yet. I don't know where it, where it fits in. <laughs> um, kind of between the first half of the season and the second half, but uh, it's it's, it's kind of tertiary to the main story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it's, it's, it, it, for what it is, it isn't bad. And if you haven't checked it out, you can check it on Hulu. I think it's over on ABC dot com. Uh, they're like five or six. Uh, five minute episodes okay yeah and, and they're worth watching so cool. and we'll, we definitely will do the slingshot we'll do the slingshot uh the following week this week we are going to do an ep- double episode we since we didn't do one last week and this week's is already out we're going to do a double episode uh we'll probably go light on news did you have anything earth shattering andy uh, just a couple of bits and pieces here that I, I come across that I wanted to uh, to go through. Uh, first of all, uh, okay. Pat Oswalt is uh, coming back to Agents of Shield. Yay! As as the Koenig brothers, and uh, they're going to reveal the uh, the secret behind the Koenig brothers. Yeah, uh, not the Koenig. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's the Koenigs. Yeah. Yeah, the Koenig. Yeah, they they're going to reveal the family secret. Uh, so it's going to be the January 31st episode, which is called Hot Potato Soup, which is an awesome name for a, uh, an episode. January 31st. That might... You and I were talking. I was thinking that the State of the Union would uh, address would get in the way of S.H.I.E.L.D. Calendar. 
<laughs> they may just ignore. No. Ignore it, yeah. No, because uh, next week's the 24th, and we know there's an episode next week. Hmm. Yeah, I, th- I thought the inauguration was, uh, I thought the, uh, maybe maybe it'll be done. I know yeah, that I mean, they have to do it. Hmm. We'll, we'll see. Joe doesn't on until 10 now, so maybe the State of the Union thing will be over in five minutes. If comes <laughs> out and goes, uh, you're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> drop, make drop. <laughs> so we'll, we'll see what see what happens with that. I thought it was like the last Tuesday in January, but I could be wrong. And maybe it'll be done by ten. Maybe it's on at eight. He's going at eight, and then because there's usually uh, the other party's response, hmm. they get they get an hour after. So I don't know. We'll see. Anyways, that's cool. if not, uh, that's great. Uh, Shield without any breaks is the way I like Shield. So, um, what else you got? Um, apparently, there's a rumor going round that uh, Benedict Cumberbatch will have a stand-in for him uh, oh. during Avengers: Infinity War to shoot his uh, Doctor Strange scenes. Um, with him doing reshoots for close-ups and recording his dialogue at a later date because the Avengers Infinity War production has created a scheduling conflict with a movie that he's currently shooting, which is uh, The Current War, in which he plays Thomas Edison. Okay. Oh, The Current War. Yeah. As in him versus te- uh, Edison versus Tesla, that should be that'd be a oh, good movie. Yeah. That, that's just a quick like I never even thought of that. <laughs> yeah, that, that would actually be interesting. Um, but apparently, uh, an actor by the name of Aaron Lazar has been hired to be his uh, his stand-in. But it'll just be like the shots from behind and whatnot, and you'll be there to yeah. provide a, a reference point for the other uh, the other actors to act to while while they're talking to him, and and then Cumberbatch will go in and. F- fill in all the blanks yeah it'll work I mean I mean if if you're gonna be really anal and uh, about it I get you know and oh wow that's not the same guy wow he really looks different it's like sit back and enjoy the movie just chill I mean you you won't even notice you know? in, the, in the final movie to be honest because all the scenes that he is in they'll it'll be shot from behind mm-hmm. and they'll yeah. get the they'll get the close-ups of Doctor Strange in the reshoots whenever they do those. Uh, yeah, it'll be like uh, a pregnant man type of thing. You know how, like, when the actresses are pregnant, they, you know, are always ha- have a pillow in front of them mm-hmm. or they hide the baby bump? <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> so this will just be the pregnant man version. Hmm. Um, it's been revealed that there's going to be many, many, many new worlds uh, in Avengers Infinity War as well which oh. is interesting like they haven't said what the worlds are going to be or like what sort of shape that's going to take but there are, there are going to be many new worlds in it so we're obviously going to see some form of outer space somewhere in it worlds okay not universes yeah worlds not universes. Well, yeah, Thanos has to like what destroy a universe or something. I mean, that's kind of what the mm. 
the Infinity War is about. Yep, I, I can't wait to see it. Like to see how they do the whole like spectacle of it. It's going to be pretty crazy. Um, it's also been confirmed that uh, Nebula will be in Infinity War. Okay, yep, I saw that. So she's going to be in Infinity War as well as Avengers 4. Yep. So that's cool. I mean, she's is intrinsically tied to Thanos' story, being his like stepdaughter, or adopted daughter. She, she kind of has to be there. Yeah, 100%. I would, and obviously, like, Gamora's going to be in it as well. Um, be interesting to see mm-hmm. what, like, what role she plays in Guardians 2. Because she, like, flew off on her own at the end of uh, of Guardians 1. Missing an arm, I believe. Yeah. It'll, it'll be interesting to see... I, I mean, I just can't wait for Guardians right now. I, you know, May can't get here soon enough. Hmm. Um, and finally, um, just just a, there was an interview with uh, Jeff Loeb, who's uh, obviously Marvel's TV head, um, basically about the Defenders, and he was asked if uh, we'll ever see the Defenders either on the big screen or crossing over with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and uh, Loeb said, in response to that, he said, you're trying to trap me into saying, hashtag it's all connected. Uh, if the story warrants it, we will obviously do our best to have folks cross into each other's storylines. So, he didn't say no. He said is... he, he he said he he has to be safe. Yeah, I mean it's it, it's like it's less of a a definite no answer there mm-hmm. though, because a lot of the times they've just said uh, no, there's nothing nothing planned. So I mean, it's saying maybe that's a kind of maybe there. Yeah, um, which is also, about the best hmm. we can the best we can hope for, I think. Hmm. Um, and he also uh, he also said when uh, talking about how the two different divisions work together, like the TV and the movie side, he said uh, we certainly communicate with each other in terms of what we're doing and what we have planned and the characters that we're using and where it's all going. Unfortunately for me as a fan, I tend to know more about what's happening in the movies than I want to know. <laughs> This is obviously because like they'll mm. have plans for what characters they want to use, and they'll go to Marvel like Marvel movies and say, "Oh, can we use this guy?" And they'll say, "No, no, no, you can't use him. We're going to use him." Or they'll say, "Yep, no plans. Go for it." Like the Patriot. Yeah. Or Ghost Rider. Yeah, and which is in- well, I mean, I think the Ghost Rider has shown that he it just hasn't worked on the big screen hmm. I'm not even sure I mean it, it worked well for the storyline but um I, I don't know I I, th- I think I think he would make a good uh weekly series yeah I, d- I don't know I mean it's kind of like it, it's kind of a one-track pony though the ghost rider like once you've mm-hmm. seen him, like go from nothing to flaming skull and then do his thing like yeah that's cool um but then you do it again; it's just the same. Yeah, but you could you could do a decent weekly. I mean, you gotta you gotta mix it up. Hmm. But I mean, how many we've seen the Flash race around the city a bajillion uh, times? <laughs> that's true. Yeah, yeah, and and they they've done a lot of different things with the Flash's power set. To be fair, much more so than they've done with anyone in like anyone in Shield. 
especially especially like Daisy, who's really the mm. uh, Daisy and Yo Yo really are the only ones that are kind of powered, and they've stuck with them. But like if you you see the Flash, they they make him run backwards around uh, around tornadoes. They make him move his arms really fast to create wind turbines. They make him run back, like run so fast that he goes back in time, forward in time, all sorts. So yeah, I think they need to work out different yeah. ways to use the powers in different miles. I think it's because like obviously these the things that they're using in Flash were all thought up over many many years in comic books and. Like obviously, Quake, for example, doesn't have as much backstory in the comic books for them to draw from, mm-hmm. and they haven't worked out on their own like what different things her pearls can do. She can jump and she can quake things and absorb vibrations. They did introduce a new character who's very interesting. The like in these next episodes, though, that we'll get to in a second. Yes. So, uh, what else? And was there anything else you wanted to bring up? Yeah, I don't think I really saw anything else. I don't even think I said anything to you. Like those are just ones that I, I, I came up with while I was uh, I was having a look around. Um, I will bring up one that was mentioned, which is Channing Dungey, for the head of ABC. Hmm has stated that uh, she would like to see S.H.I.E.L.D. come back again and that she enjoys the show. And she thinks that the numbers are okay. I disagree, but (laughs) but, uh, apparently she thinks it is... She thinks uh, the show has gotten better and better and she thinks she would like to see it uh, continue if possible. So uh, we'll see if that actually comes to be yeah. um, I think one of the, the biggest things about the show is that like it does have very strong female characters that are like that are actually mm-hmm. good role models whereas a lot of shows like that that have like prominent female characters they're often just used like for eye candy and whatnot and they've no real character development and stuff like that in them but in S.H.I.E.L.D. they've actually like put those characters to the forefront and, and done a really good job with it so that, that kind of and I know it's not the the best reason to keep the show on air, but it will, it's definitely one of the strings to the bow. I agree. I mean, yeah, I mean, they just do a they do a fantastic job with the, the show every week. Hmm. Um. Oh, just a uh, one one thing that you did send me. Uh, apparently, Peter Dinklage is being lined up to uh, star in the next two Avengers movies. Yes, I have seen that. And they're saying it. They're they keep. Uh, I've I've heard different things. Some people are saying Modok. Oh my god, he would be perfect as Modok. Yes. I, I think know. I actually kind of saw uh, kind of a uh, somebody kind of photoshopped him on there. Hmm. That would that would be amazing. Do you know he was in one of the X Men movies? So he was. It was... Uh, was he? Yeah, he was uh, in X-Men Days of Future For some Past. reason, you're very staticky tonight. Yeah. Uh, he was Bol- Bolivar Trask in uh, X-Men Days of Future Past. Okay. I haven't seen that one yet. Mm, it's, it's okay. He's okay in it. He's just like a... <laughs> a bu- he's a bureaucrat, basically. Okay. 
Uh, but yeah, he would be absolutely... Well, we know the X-Men the movies aren't the... The X-Men movies are not part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, so they don't count anyways. Uh, sorry, guys. Uh, we were at, You could probably hear in the recording there was an issue with with Skype, and Andy was sounding like a robot. <clears throat> I am a robot. So, so we usually about? use... You are a robot. I know that. But <laughs> I... Uh, you know, I didn't. I, you know, I wanted to save that. We were going to reveal that you were an e- LMD later <laughs> in the season. But, um, anyways, uh, so we were talking, but Andy was starting to sound like a robot, so we uh, rebooted. So we were talking about Peter Dinklage coming to the MCU. Uh, you said that he was in the X Men movies. Yep which aren't, aren't the MCU, so they don't count anyways. And, uh, well, uh, you know, rumor has it he could be MODOK. That, I mean, I also saw, what you know, other ones where it was, uh, maybe he won't be MODOK. Maybe, they, maybe they'll just go uh, really weird and make him somebody that doesn't have to be three feet tall. Well, I mean, if he was MODOK, they would really just, like do a kind of CG-ishness of his face squished yeah. into like a big yeah. thing. If they went down that route with Morok, they could obviously go down a totally different way with him. Because he is a bit of a ridiculous character of mm-hmm. Modoc, A real real caricature villain. But it would be awesome to see him on the big screen. He has a... Gr- you know, um, I don't really watch Game of Thrones, but I know who he is and I've watched enough to know that there was, um, I mean, uh, and I, I've watched like the first season of Game of Thrones, and you know, I I did play Destiny. Um, <laughs> he's so not, he's not in that I anymore. Know, <laughs> they took him out. <laughs> no, he's not in that anymore. But uh, so I do know who he is, and his uh, he, he has a fantastic voice. Mm. He does, and I think th- I think that is where. Um, he he would uh, he, you know he has a great voice for Modok actually. Yep, a hundred percent. I mean, like you could you could see like if they sort of squished his face around, squeezed him into like uh, a sort of square shape, he would mm-hmm. he would, would kind of look a bit like Modok, like from the comic books. Yeah. So. I, I I think I think that uh, I think that will work well. Hmm. Yeah, definitely. So, um, anything else you wanted to bring up? Eh, no, I think that's about. Okay. Why don't we get uh, into last week's winter season premiere? Yes, so this is season four, episode nine of Agents of Shield, uh, which was called, I believe, it was LMD. All right, I'll go with it. I th- I'm sure it was. Okay. Okay, so this episode uh, kicked off with a bloody Ada changing clothes to some very creepy music. I, I don't know what the what the music was, but <laughs> it was incredibly creepy. How about that, but yeah. <sighs> Uh, and she can yeah, talk. She, she's just got a. She, she's just got uh, the most amazing body. <laughs> she's metal underneath, chat. Just remember that she's evil. She's not really evil. She's just 
she was just made that way. <laughs> um, so she uh, she kind of talks to uh, the real Agent May, who's uh, sleeping in some sort of medically induced type of coma sort of thing. Uh, very very creepy. Android taking, mm-hmm. taking control of a human. Very creepy. Uh, so, meanwhile, S.H.I.E.L.D. plans to make the Darkhold disappear. They have a guy, apparently, who can make this sort of stuff happen. They don't see who it is, though. Yeah, I would I would like to think that his initials are SS. SS? Yeah. Stephen Strange? Stephen Strange, okay. No, uh, see, I... I'm, I think it's I think it's Sentry. They'll just get him to fly it, fly the dark hole into the sun, because <laughs> that's where it belongs. That's the only way to get rid of it. He hasn't been introduced yet. No, he's, yeah. they should introduce him. He's he's a phenomenal character. He'd be he'd be amazing in this show. Um, so uh, fake May and Coulson are to handle that mission uh, along with Mace. Um, whilst Radcliffe and Fitz are to erase Ada's hard drive, uh, they're kind of reluctant to do that, obviously, because they worked pretty hard on creating Ada in the first place. But mm-hmm. Mac reminds them that robots always attack. Look at all the movies over the past 20 years. <laughs> Any movie with the it, robot, the robot attacks. It, he, he is hilarious. Mm. Yep. <laughs> And uh, uh, with his uh, fear, and, and uh, what, and uh, Yo-Yo's right there with him, which I, th- I think is great. Yep, and e- even in this universe, like remember Ultron, <laughs> Ultron. Yeah, yeah. Don't make robots; they will attack you. That's the model of the story. Uh, so we then get to see the the Inhuman that Simmons helped escaping his cocoon. A few episodes ago, we see him waking up, um, and it turns out that he is Senator Nadir's brother, like we'd speculated. His name is uh, VJ Nadir. Uh, we find out that their mum died during the Chitauri attack on uh, on New York, and he's been basically, essentially missing for seven months. He's been kept off the radar, but his Facebook page is still being updated, but there's been no pictures of him. Ooh, spooky. I don't think I've posted a picture on Facebook for quite a while. I wonder if people think that I've turned into an inhuman. Uh, we find out that Fitz has been dis- a bit distracted by what's been going on with Ada, and uh, Simmons says to Daisy, Oh, you know how it is, boys with their robots. Like Chip with his BB 8. <laughs> <laughs> and his hoverboard. Hey, BB 8 sitting right over here. My hoverboard, yep. Yeah. Yep. And my new smartwatch. <laughs> um, but, and she's here, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so Mace uh, plans to rescue VJ um, because he's an inhuman and he's been held possibly against his will, so they plan to go in and rescue him. Uh, meanwhile, Fitz Radcliffe and two shield red shirts go to Radcliffe's place and... We see that Ra- that Ada is far too observant of uh, of Fitz because she can tell that he's guilty and she shouldn't be able to be that observant on him. She should be a bit more kind of standoffish than what she is. Uh, Radcliffe's like, yeah, we'll need to fix that in the next programming upgrade. And he turns her off. But she then turns herself back on. The robot <laughs> has become self-aware. Uh, she has upgraded herself and 
she no longer feels pain because she didn't like that. Uh, we see her beating up Radcliffe and Fitz, as well as these two shield red shirts, and she throws Fitz through a glass door where he finds uh, the dead agent from the previous episode, his name I've completely forgotten. Nathanson? Yeah, that's it, Nathanson, Was yeah, who... Yeah, he was sent to uh, to retrieve her basically, and she killed him. She she snapped his neck. Yep. Uh, we find out that the Nadir's dad was a house designer, and that the that the house they're at was one of the last houses that he designed before he died. Don't know how he died. Didn't mention that at all. I don't know if it's if it's relevant, but uh, the the fact that they bothered to mention it, like, is is why I'm bringing it up because it seems like it'll be a it's a like a sort of plot thread that we'll get back to at some point later in the in the season. I don't know if like he could be Maybe. like one of the characters they refer to later on. Uh, we do find out that uh, Ellen Nadir, who's the senator, we find out that she hates S.H.I.E.L.D. for some reason. So she doesn't go into detail about why. Could be to do with like just the, the Chitauri attack, but I mean that wasn't really in through a S.H.I.E.L.D. at all. Well, the Avengers are a Shield sanctioned, uh, are were, were created by Shield. Sort of, yeah, sort of. Um, but I mean, like, it was the World Security Council that tried to blow up mm-hmm. New York, if you remember, <laughs> like completely. But and like Shield wasn't responsible for the the death of their their mother. Well, that was Washington. Hmm? Shield was in Washington. No, 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 but... Uh, the the Triskelion. No, no, not that. The the World Security Council, like... Oh. Remember, they launched the nuke at uh, New York to blow up so they could... Oh, that's the true. Yeah, that's and, true. Uh, and then Iron Man redirected it into space. Yep. Or into the, the, the wormhole that we're coming through. Uh, so the... Uh, Ellen and her brother go for a walk, and this is apparently a signal to her watchdogs that uh, she has lined up to shoot and kill her brother. Sibling love. This is the old yeller uh, moment. Yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah. Oh, you woke it up. Cool. Come on out back. <laughs> yeah, come on. <laughs> Ada is now. I'm sorry, boy. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, Ada's now out in the loose. Um, and Radcliffe and Fitz are back at the Shield HQ. Uh, Radcliffe blames the Darkhold for corrupting her programming. Um. He's kind of tried to. He tries to sort of weave this narrative that she's essentially been given a soul by the the Darkhold because the Darkhold, as we know, it reads people's minds and sort of tells them the information that they want to know deep down. I, I don't know. I think that seems to be how it works. And uh, Daisy, Mace, and Simmons try to find out where Senator Nadir is. Uh, we have this very like funny scene of Simmons pretending to be an American investor I think I think it's like an investor um, and she has a really weird American lobbyist. accent a lobbyist yeah yeah and uh, the so uh, the general the deals aid then calls the watchdogs and he knows that it's Simmons straight away he sees straight through her disguise he obviously recognised her and he calls the watchdogs but it gets they get the job done at the end of the day because that's what they wanted. Um, Simmons then fights this guy and gets his phone off him to enable them to backtrace the number that he called. Uh, over at the New Deal's place, uh, VJ claims that he's not inhuman 
and has no abilities and says that he managed to fight off the inhuman I think he calls it a virus but he says he managed to fight it off yeah. and he's he's fine he's just he's just her brother and she like she eventually seemingly quite reluctantly actually like spares his life and uh, the watchdog guys are not happy about this because they're like no he's an inhuman he must die uh, we find out that Radcliffe has never had sex with Ada. <laughs> <laughs> which I think that's a good thing. I think that's a good thing, yeah. I'm not 100% sure that I believe him, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> he, he wasn't that convincing. Um, oh, man. <laughs> yeah. that That's awful tempting. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's just it's really creepy. Really creepy. Um, but yeah, she... She's uh, turned off her tracking program and she has managed to get into their system and calls Coulson on his phone and like <laughs> you see them her like speaking through the computer like like the evil robot she is. Very very Ultron. Very, very Ultron. Very Ultron, yep, yep. Uh, we find out that what she wants is she wants the dark hold for her evil plan, whatever that is. Uh, Fitz and Radcliffe go off to boot off. And she wants to live. Yeah, she wants to live, yeah. Uh, Fitz and Radcliffe go off to boot up the non-internet system that they in, that uh, Fitz created after the last time they got hacked, because they seem to get hacked all the time. <laughs> and Mac goes off to get Yo-Yo. I'm not sure exactly where Yo-Yo is at this point, because it seems like she's in the base, because uh, Ada switches all the power off in the base, and the power is mm-hmm. off where, where uh, Yo-Yo is. But she might just be on like a nearby place that's connected to the same right. power grid i'm not quite sure it was it was unclear no I, I think she's on i think she's on site yeah but i mean oh i suppose they couldn't really call her on comms because all the everything was down right uh, yeah so he goes to get yo yo and says that the robot apocalypse is finally here <laughs> and, and and he tells her the story and she she says the same thing didn't didn't they uh didn't they see the terminator Mm-hmm. And at this point, I think this is when uh, uh, Max says uh, that they should make um, Radcliffe watch all the Terminator movies. Mm. And uh, she goes, even Salvation? And he goes, hey, he brought this on himself. <laughs> you know, I haven't seen Terminator Salvation, but I have heard it's a bad movie. Yeah, I, I haven't seen it either. But uh, yeah, that's what I heard too. But, Terminator one and two. It's cool that movies. she's a, she, yeah. It, it's cool that she's she's uh, Yo-Yo is a bit of a nerd. Yeah, I mean she doesn't look like it. Like you would, and you wouldn't yeah. even from her character and stuff like that. You wouldn't expect her to be, but she's she's got a geeky side in there somewhere. Mm-hmm. She's probably got a Hello Kitty pillow. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Ada then arrives at the base and knocks Coulson out. And just as May goes to fight her, she depowers her because she's her LMD. <laughs> um, <laughs> imagine being able to control a, a version of May with a smartphone like that. That's scary. <laughs> so she de- depowers the fake May and like puts a cut on her so that it looks like she's been knocked out as well. And Coulson and the fake May wake up trapped in a room. Uh, Senator on the Deer argues with the head watchdog guy who's I'm not sure what his name is but basically he wants to uh, kill her brother because he hates the superior no no he's not the, this, guy's, this guy's not the superior oh. 
Mr. Peters. Oh, okay. Someone who we've not the, seen yet. The scruffy-looking guy. Yeah, the scruffy-looking guy. The scruffy-looking um, guy. Yeah, all right. So, um, Mace... <laughs> we'll just call him Scruffy. Scruffy Dog. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> scruffy Dog. There we scruffy go. Scruffy Dog. Uh, Mace, Daisy, and Simmons then show up at, at, their, at the Nadir's place, and... Uh, Daisy recognizes the uh, hex mag that one of the guys has on his gun as being one of the watchdog's guns. Um, so they realize that obviously the watchdogs are involved with Senator Nadir some way. Uh, she tells them, however, that her brother isn't there and tells them to leave. And we then see someone called, we find out that someone called the superior has called the watchdogs okay. and tells them to eliminate the inhuman. Now, the superior, I've, does this mean anything to you? You know, there's super. I mean, I, I, could could it be some type of resurgence of Hydra? Um, no, it's a little too vague. I think. Did you have any thoughts? I mean, the, there is one in the in the comic books. Uh, there's a guy called Superior who is. A member of the Bastards of Evil, <laughs> and he claims okay. to be—he claims to be the son of the leader. And he, okay. he kind of has a similar sort of uh, mm-hmm. against him. Um, I personally think it's Radcliffe, though. Like, it's just uh, think Radcliffe uh, is anti-inhuman. I, I think so. Well, maybe not, but I mean, we'll talk. We'll talk about that more in, in a wee bit. Um, yeah, so someone calls the someone called the superior calls the watchdogs and tells them to eliminate the inhuman. Um, we see Ada using a Quinjet to uh, shoot at Mac and Yo Yo. <laughs> so she's got maximum overdrive style. A maximum overdrive style, yep. Yeah. And. Uh, in in the room with Coulson and May, Coulson disables the camera in the room that they're in for privacy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and May feels May says she feels like she's living someone else's life. Uh, and Coulson says, "Look, well, he feels the same sometimes, but he uh, he hides it very well." Um, however, he, he it's made clear that he doesn't take enough chances. And May says to him that maybe he should start. And this is this is. It kind of like seemed like a come on sort of line, but he, he oh kind of, totally yeah he, he kind of brushes it off and totally. uh, he tells uh, May that the dark hold is cloaked and in Mace's office. Um, Ada obviously is watching the feed of of fake May and she goes and finds the book. Uh oh. Yeah, and she gets this evil look on her face. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also find out that Mac has a special provision in his life insurance for death by robot, <laughs> <laughs> and his brother will yep. become a very rich man if this uh, if this happens to him. <laughs> uh, Fitz manages to get the offline server up and manages to shut Ada out of the uh, out of the system. Uh, Coulson and May then escape the locked room that they were in and. Fitz and Radcliffe confront Ada just as she's about to leave. She refuses to surrender the book, however, um, and she mentions that the Dark Cold showed her regret and desire and, and whatnot. Um, but she gets cut off because Matt cuts off. Roll credits! <laughs> and says, Roll credits, yep. 
there was I, I loved all the robot uh, references that Yo-Yo and Mac had in this episode. It, it just made it that much more fun. Hmm. Yeah, definitely. It was, it, it was it was really good. Um, Fitz apologizes to Ada's head, and Coulson retrieves the dark hold. Now, over at the Nadir's place, uh, the watchdogs go to kill VJ, uh, and just as they're doing that, his abilities manifest, and uh, he's able to dodge their attacks. Um, seemingly, he looks as if he's super fast, so he can dodge around them. Pretty cool. Like the effects, the effects of that were actually really awesome. And I was like, "Oh yeah, here comes yes. a great new character. This is this is going to be awesome. New powered character popping into shield. Cool." I don't know who who he is to be honest. Like I don't I don't know that he's necessarily in the comic books. This guy. I kind of have a theory. Okay, if you want to hear it? We we, we might want to wait till till just the end of this episode, just because right. of of what right. happens, um, and, and, we'll, and we'll get to him at the end. So uh, Simmons asks uh, asks VJ to come to Shield with them because uh, he does manage to take out the Watchdogs relatively easily, and the, the other ones kind of run off. Um, but yeah, so she asks him to come into Shield because they can help him, um, like they've done with many other Inhumans. Um, however, he's kind of reluctant because most of the Inhumans that have ended up going to Shield have ended up becoming agents, and he seems to not want to do that. Uh, so he goes away with his sister, uh, Santa on the Deer, instead. Uh, they leave, leave in a helicopter with the Watchdogs, which I wouldn't want to be leaving in the helicopter with the same guys that just tried to kill me, even if like my sister was there and in control of them. But anyway. Um, so yeah, she, but yeah, she, once they're up in the air, she immediately turns around, betrays him, shoots him in the stomach, killing him, and tells the watchdogs never to question her again, because they'd kind of, uh, called out, called her out for, uh, keeping him alive. Uh, she also says right. to them that she wants the superior to send some men of his own to tackle S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, we find out that Mac has seen Chopping Mall which is apparently a movie about a bunch of teenagers trapped in a mall with three uh, robot security guards trying to attack them. Uh, it sounds <laughs> terribly awesome. <laughs> and I definitely need to watch this. <laughs> uh, Coulson's got a new mission. I, I believe it's to get rid of the Darkhold again. Um, and he does not need a pilot this time because May offers to be his pilot again. And, and I'm not sure that, like... Because we... They did say that maid, this fake maid, doesn't know that she uh, that she's fake. But she's obviously. Well, they got... don't say that until the ne- They don't say that till uh, okay. the next episode. But they've yeah. they've obviously got like some kind of underlying programming in her that is trying to get her to be as close to Colson as possible, and at all times. So, so um, Radcliffe then toasts Ada's memory with Ada because. He has another Ada, because of course he has another Ada. Of course. <laughs> of course, yeah. Uh, we Why make out... one when you can make two, right? Yeah, I mean, like, if you're going to make one, you need to make a backup, just, just in case your yeah, your first evil so. robot like gets discovered. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we found out that Radcliffe has been corrupted by the Darkhold. Even though he saw it, uh, only a very brief glimpse of it, and immediately dismissed it, the obvious, that seed is, like, taken like taking a, a foothold in his Control. mind and yeah basically it's taken over and made him want like fixated on the dark old book um 
he says that the book could show us how to live forever and he needs the the Darkhold book and he's now counting on fake May to get it for to get it for him and obviously they've still between him and Ada they've got uh, May imprisoned now my question at this point is why hasn't he killed the real May like why is he keeping her what does he need her for I don't think he really wants to kill her. I think he just plans on keeping her drugged, and then when uh, everything is taken, uh, you know, once uh, the fake May has uh, finished her mission, pop the new May back. But like, or the original May back. She's gonna know that she was kept in Radcliffe's house for like however long it is. Like to go. Oh, I, I, I would here. think so. Maybe I don't know. Maybe he thinks he's going to mind wiper or something like that. It, it just seems like he's going to a lot of effort to keep her alive when he could just kill her and dispose of her and like have his have his new me be the me. Mm-hmm. And then maybe it's yeah. yeah. I don't know. Once he has the control of the Darkhold, uh, he realizes he's going to be more powerful, and Shield's not going to be able to do anything to him. Yeah, oh, possibly. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe he's planning on moving house soon to a evil castle in Latveria. Um, okay, so the, <laughs> we then see the Watchdogs dispose of VJ's body. I think Latveria. I think Latveria. Uh, I think Fox has control of Latveria. They unfortunate, do. they do. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we then yeah. see the watchdogs disposing of VJ's body. Uh, basically, they put like some weights on him and chuck him into the sea. But when he hits the bottom, he cocoons. So mm-hmm. like he basically mm-hmm. reforms his inhuman cocoon over himself. Uh, it does look like he's dead and basically going into rigor mortis by this time. But it looks like he actually might not be dead. He might be able to regenerate in some way now. I don't know if this is necessarily a power that all Inhumans have, so I think that this guy's power is uh, the ability to adapt to survive. Kind of like, I don't know if you've ever seen X-Men First Class, but there's a character in that called Darwin that has this ability. I did see First Class, but I don't remember Darwin. He he was the, the African-American chap, and there was a one point in it where... Uh, I'm, I'm sure they like they shot him with something, and he is a bit of his skin turned to like steel, and it deflected the bullet, and he puts his head underwater, and like gills form on him. Hmm. I don't remember him. But uh, that's probably I'll take your word for it's it, probably because they killed him off within the first like half an hour of the movie. Oh, okay. He didn't adapt to survive that well. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he was he, a victim of Darwinism. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, um who do you think this guy is then? You 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 said you had a uh a theory. Well, I'm just trying to think of speedsters in the Marvel universe. We already have Quicksilver and he's dead. Mm-hmm. Um I'm trying to think uh of other speedsters the and then I was thinking, well, Patriot is part of the all winners squad. Mm-hmm. And uh Supposedly, uh, at least uh, the Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver's dad was a member of the All Winners Squad, and that was the Wizard. Actually, both their parents were. Miss America and the Wizard were uh, at one point considered uh, Quicksilver and uh, the Scarlet Witch's parents. Hmm. Um, 
this is back early eighties, late seventies. Um, and, uh, but so I'm thinking, you know, it, it's, I don't think they'll call him the wizard though, because it's such a stupid name and wizard has so many bad meanings in today's society that I don't think that, uh, they would go, go with that name. But that was the only other uh, speedster I came up with uh, that I could th- that I could think of. Okay, so I've I've got an article here that's uh, from uh, Bustle dot com, and uh, basically the, there was a tweet put out by Shield's uh, visual effects supervisor Mark Kolpak, mm-hmm. who revealed that okay. uh, his ability is anticipation. So he's able to see and move or react to others' actions before they happen. So it's not actually like speed per se. It's more like the anticipation. Or maybe he did look pretty fast. Um, but they've also got a. Uh, they've also got a uh, list of five characters here who they think that he might be, um, because obviously he went through a phenomenon known as the secondary pterogenesis, which is what they're reckoning yep. that. Uh, that is rather rather than him so he yep. doesn't look as if he's like the adaptive survive guy so um so yeah the first one they mentioned is darwin like like i mentioned already uh second one is gorgon yep gorgon went through pterogenesis twice yep uh third one is grid yeah I, i'm not familiar with grid um but he is oh the, is He's the only inhuman with a sort of Indian heritage. Yes, we 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 mentioned that I think a couple of weeks ago. Okay. Um, next one is Quickfire. But in the comics, Quickfire is a is a woman, and she is remarkable yeah. in the comic books because she stayed in her cocoon for weeks, which is obviously unusually long time. Hmm. And uh, she also went. And obviously, they could uh, change genders. Yeah, they can change genders. Uh, And she also went through a secondary uh, pterogenesis as well, which gave her the ability to slow down time around specific targets, essentially making them freeze her, uh, freeze in her mind, so she can anticipate their next move. That sounds like that sounds like him. Mm. Uh, Okay, Um, and finally, Triton. Mm, maybe is, I mean he was thrown in the water. Yeah, <laughs> who is uh, a, a famous member of the Inhuman Royal Family? Who after pterogenesis he grew gills and he was no longer able to live out of the sea without using a breathing apparatus. I don't think so. I think this is quick fire. I think that that's the one. That's I, I'm put, put my put my, uh, my money on that one. And I mean, it, I mean. They got to be very. They're, they're probably under very strict uh, restrictions as to who they can use for Inhumans now, with the series coming out next year. Yep, definitely. So, so, so uh, what did you what did you think of that? Episode? I don't think it would be Triton. No, I don't think so either. Um, I liked it. I, I thought it was a good. Uh, welcome back to she, you know, mid-season premiere, whatever you want to call it. Um, it set up some interesting. It, it set up the LMD storyline, which I think is more interesting than I originally gave it credit for. Because mm. I was like, yeah, I don't know. 
but uh, I think uh, they did a decent job. Uh, I love Ada. I, I absolutely <laughs> love Ada. Um, I I like. I, you have a few. You, you started some. Well, I get you started slash continued a few threads. The whole uh, Nadir thing, I think, is you know once we finish the LMD storyline, which just is weird. Um, I I think you know the big bad of the season is going to be Nadir. Like Senator Nadir, you think? Yeah, I think she. she I, I think she's the big villain of. I think she's the big villain of the season. I mean, she's reporting to somebody else higher up than her, the superior person, mm-hmm. whoever that is. Like yeah, the the reason I was saying it was Radcliffe, which I realised I jumped the shark slightly there. Um, but yeah, the reason I think it's him is because he might be using the the watchdogs and whatnot to distract Shield whilst he's running his own games in the background. Maybe, I I, I just don't. See, I don't see Radcliffe as evil. I think he's been corrupted. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, he's also a very weird character because, I mean, he was introduced last year, and he was a guy that was into uh, human enhancement. Yep. And we're not talking boob jobs. We're talking <laughs> uh, cybernetics and things like that. And he was part of that weird uh, club that, uh, Fitz and Simmons infiltrated last year. Um, so I'm, and you know, I think originally he had very uh, good intentions for what uh, Ada was supposed to be. And you know, I think he got corrupted by the Dark Hold. Yes, he, I mean we, we've seen that with almost anybody who's looked at the Dark Hold, um, even briefly. I mean, even Uncle Eli. He really never got his hands on the book. He got to look at it very quickly and turned into uh, the big bad. Yeah, I mean, like, and Radcliffe literally only saw it for maybe one second and then closed yeah. the book and, like, stopped himself from reading it. So, like, he had enough restraint at that point to be able to uh, to do that, but it's obviously uh, taking seed in his mind and it's he's now fixated mm-hmm. on it, so. But yeah, I, th- so, uh, I, I kind of hope they don't go too far with this LMD thing. I think six episodes maximum and then move to something else. Yeah, I think uh, I think probably the plan is... That would take you to... If they started in January, so uh, they get four in... Maybe it's eight. Maybe it's eight, eight, and six. Eight, maybe it's eight, six, and eight. But I expect uh, by the end of February they will take a break. Uh, it'll probably be like a six-week break, hmm. which is great because that's that's when uh, Iron Fist comes out. Um, so, sorry, that episode was called Broken Promises, by the way, not LMD. I don't know why I thought it was called LMD. I, I, I that because the the storyline's called LMD. Yeah, it's because they tag it tagline to yeah. LMD. My apologies. Yeah. <laughs> So I was like, yeah, I, I was trying to see if I could. Fu- I went to ShieldNet, which doesn't seem to be have been updated in about three or four months. Uh, 
So, anyways, uh, I, I think uh, that they're going to probably take a six-week break and do uh, – they're, they're remaking the movie Time After Time as a television series. Hmm. I don't know if – it's where Jack the Ripper uh, uses H.G. Wells' time machine to go to uh, modern-day New York. Okay. That, that doesn't sound appealing. And they chase him. <laughs> And they ch- they chase him through time. Oh come on! It's called Legends of Tomorrow on <laughs> on the CW. Um, so I I think that you know you'll probably get that uh, March to early April break, late February, you know March and maybe like the first week of April or something like that, and then uh, come back for the last six or eight episodes. So you think they're going to take six weeks off? That would be insane. They can't do that. They tend to do that. They tend to. They tend to take off at least. No, they didn't do it last year. But they also had a six-week break in the middle for Agent Carter. Hmm. Actually, well, it was I think six weeks, but they did eight episodes. So I think you could see something like that happening. That. Um, there will be a significant break. And most of the shows do it, Andy. Most uh, most of the network shows over here um, take take a, like basically take the month of March off, uh, test out new shows, and then come back, uh, you know, like late March, early April, and start uh, start their season finale run. That's just annoying. Just have a new episode every week for the whole year and and stop with this nonsense. <laughs> or just put all of them on the Netflix way. and watch it as you want. That's the way to go. <laughs> it's just, unfortunately, it's just the way things are done over here. Um, I, I'm not saying that over so, here is, is any better, by the way. Like the, the, uh, the, the TV scheduling and stuff like that is appalling over here. Absolutely awful. Well, well, look at the CW shows. They're not even back yet. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I don't even think season... I wonder if season four has even started airing in the UK yet. Probably not. So, so you have you have that. Um, so yeah, there 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 will be another significant break, but and it'll it'll either. So I expect that LMD will probably maybe it's set maybe they do uh, seven, seven and seven. Possibly. Uh, okay, so I, f- I found out the uh, the fourth season of uh, Agents of Shield will begin airing on the E4 channel over here on uh, January twenty ninth. <laughs> so that's season four, episode one, and we're already at episode ten. <laughs> Right, but by the time you guys will catch up pretty quick, and you I, won't be that far far behind by the end of the season because they're going to take uh, a break, six week break, yeah, yeah. So, and because the, they're uh, airing spots for this time after time during Shield. Hmm. I, I don't like the sound of that show. It doesn't look good. Okay. Oh, I love Jack the Ripper. So yeah, Jack the Ripper's cool, but I don't know. I, I, in modern times, I don't don't. That doesn't sound appealing to me. Just give me more shield. 
So, um, but yeah, uh, overall, I I dug this episode. I thought they did a good job. They introduced some new characters. They set up a decent storyline. Um, I'm kind of mad that they're making Eva or Ada a bad person, though. Uh, you know, a bad guy. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, you could have different Adas. Like, one could be good, one could be yeah. bad. You don't, like... I mean, there's at least two that could be but way they all... on that. Come on, we've seen enough Terminator movies that all the robots eventually go bad. <laughs> yep. Just, a- just ask Mac. <laughs> yep. He's going to chop all their heads off. Like, you could just see Mac, like, going around, like, hunting Adas. Getting rid of all of them. Hundreds of them. Yeah. Mac Robot Hunter. <laughs> what what I really liked was there was a great uh, shot of Mac, like kind of stalking and walking around with his shotgun axe, and you really got to see, you know, it was it was kind of kind of almost a silhouette, and I was like, oh, that thing just looks badass. Hmm. It kind of looked better as a silhouette than. And it because when when you don't you don't really get the effect of it because of the the framing and the camera angles uh, when he's kind of using it because he's swinging around and this was just a shot a chance to see it is a shotgun with an axe on it and it's like oh that is so badass yeah it, so like I that, that's that. probably the best weapon that they've introduced in in this even though they've had some cool stuff like the isos and whatnot mm. the shotgun axe is the best. So. Okay, so All right, let's uh, get into the other episode. Yes, season four, episode ten, which was called "The Patriot." So yes. this this episode kicked off with a press conference to thank Quake for saving people from the Watchdogs whilst undercover. This is basically Shield legitimizing uh, Daisy again and bringing her back into the fold in the public eye completely this time. Because yeah, they they'd obviously done it on the fly the last time and put a statement and stuff like that out. This is her them giving her a bit of. Like screen time recognition, uh, yeah, recognition for the things that she did while she was uh, undercover. Um, a, a survivor tells how uh, Quake saved her from uh, a bridge collapsing. Um, the story seems kind of false to me. Like, I don't know if they if they sort of created this story or whether this is an actual genuine survivor. Oh but yeah, I'm, I'm not sure because like Daisy seemed a bit un- uncomfortable about it. I don't know if she's if she was just uncomfortable mm-hmm. about like this woman thanking her for saving her when she was just like doing what she does, or if she's like, yeah, this is a this this is all bullshit. Um, meanwhile, Mac and Colton, well, she yeah. probably caused the she probably caused the bridge to collapse. Hmm. I mean, it was probably her fault. Even if she was battling uh, the watchdogs, I mean, she was in a dark space. And she was, uh, you know, on a vengeance kick or whatever you want to call it at that point. And probably, you know, at certain points, civilians get hurt. True. And, you know, and, you know, she she realized maybe she realized what was happening wasn't good and uh, saved the woman. But she probably caused the bridge to collapse. There's spin, there's a spin here, but that's what Mace is. He's a spin doctor. Yeah, he definitely is. Um, so Mac and Coulson are running security and Talbot is here as well it's good to see Talbot back uh, I was I was so glad to see him back in this episode especially like, wearing his like full on fancy army uniform um, mm-hmm. 
And there's also uh, Mace's sort of right hand man, Burroughs. He's the press spin agent guy um, who has a briefcase handcuffed to his arm for some reason. Uh, Coulson spots right. that one of the agents that they had posted up on a rooftop is missing, and uh, just then Daisy spots the glint of a sniper rifle from up in the same spot. Uh, the shooter files and May lifts a, the, the podium in order to stop an explosive round from hitting him. Uh, so he tosses this podium up in the air and it explodes. And he looks pretty badass doing this. Like mm. It, it kind of felt a bit scripted to me. I was like, who's put this on? This is all a bit, a bit flashy. But uh, yeah, so Daisy... Well, you would expect it to be Mace. Yeah, <laughs> uh, so Daisy chases the shooter. He's all about the optics. Yeah, he is. Uh, so Daisy chases the shooter, um, and on on her way to that, she bumps into this guy who has uh, some weird facial scarring. Uh, yeah. On him, and like the camera sort of like panned to him and focused on his face for a second for some reason. Uh, you know, because it's just kind of like, oh, remember this guy, and then he goes away. Mm-hmm. That was weird. I don't know. I don't know why they did that. I'm still not sure, even after seeing the whole episode. Um, so Mace makes to pursue the the shooter as well, but Burroughs tells him that he's on the clock, and I was like, "What? What does he mean? Like he's working? Like he's working as so he can't be it?" But we'll get to that later. Um, Coulson and Mac uh, evacuate Mace and Burroughs on a Quinjet, and Daisy does manage to catch the shooter. Uh, back at Shield HQ, a lab tech is testing Ada's severed head on Fitz's orders, and uh, Simmons basically tells her to stop because it's creepy. <laughs> uh, and, and oh, she's it, right. And it's so funny because like the the lab tech just goes, "Oh yeah, it's kind of creepy. They're having a severed headline here. Who tried to kill, who killed lots of well, not lots, but killed a couple of Shield agents, and then just like throws a towel over her." And then just leaves the head there, and it just sits there for like basically the rest of the episode. So anytime when they're in that room, there's just like the head sitting there with this towel over it. It's so funny. Mm. Uh, Talbot says that he wants uh, May to interrogate the shooter, and Talbot kind of takes charge of uh, of the shoe base, um, including uh, saying to one guy, "You with the hair, get me a coffee, and don't forget the cream this time." <laughs> Yeah, I, I I love Talbot. He just he, he he they they use him right. They uh, make him kind of you know he's a douche, but he's a funny douche. Yeah, definitely. Um, he also says to me, Agent May, with the exception of my mother, you are the single most intimidating <laughs> woman I have ever met, <laughs> which is very true. <laughs> Which means I don't ever want to meet his mother. No, <laughs> definitely not. Um, okay, so we then see Fitz collecting his stuff from Radcliffe's place, and he tells Radcliffe basically to lay low and don't come to work because, like, everyone at work doesn't want to see you right now. You're in the you're in the bad books. However, Fitz will still pop around from time to time to watch football with him. We find out that uh, the sniper's name is Yuri Zykin, who is an ex-KGB, ex-Hydra guy, um, and she did thought he died in the battle uh, battle for the fridge, which I believe yep. was where Ward and, uh, oh, what's his name? Oh, Christ. 
uh, Bill Paxton. Yeah. <laughs> I forget. I forget the character's yeah. name. Uh, Warden Bill Paxton uh, extracted the. Oh, what's the, the what's the the bad guy's name? Graviton. It's where they got Graviton, Graviton from. Yeah, and we have not seen Graviton since then. Season one. Three seasons later, still haven't like gone back to that. Where is it? Like it's it's weird that they do things like that. They create this like awesome potential villain and just like leave it leave it hanging somewhere. But that's the way Marvel works. I mean, they have plot lines that go on for years that uh, take a long time to resolve. It's just the Marvel way. Mostly in the movies, yeah, but not so much in the TV show. They tend to like bring things. Oh, in I was, the, I was talking comics. Season. Yeah. Oh well, comics. Yeah, yeah. But in the TV show, they've tended to like wrap up most things within within a given season and only leave like a mm. couple of threads hanging for like as teasers for the next season but that's the one where I'm like this is an awesome villain bring it back please it could be I mean they might use it in the season finale who knows like the the final season finale could be this year <laughs> so uh, <laughs> uh, so this guy uh, Yuri Zykin says that uh, that they didn't f- their plan didn't fail because uh, their phase one of it him trying to snipe Mace only had a 13% chance of success. So, up on the Quinjet, uh, Burroughs stands up to try to check his Twitter, and as he does that, the door of the plane blows out and he is sucked out of the plane. And unfortunately, they don't have a inflatable dinghy to plug the hole with this time. <laughs> and, and the moral of the story there is... Don't stand up always to bring check your, your Twitter on a plane. And always bring your dinghy, yes. Always bring it. Keep your dinghy with you at all times. <laughs> yep. So the uh, the Quinjet then crashes and the pilot dies. Uh, the comms are also out. Um, and Coulson can't get a signal on his, on his arm uh, to be able to use his magical shield thing. Um, Coulson wants to get to high ground to get a signal on a sat phone that they have. But Mace instead wants to go and find Burroughs. And they're like, well, he fell out of the plane. Like, he's dead. Like, oh, well, you can't leave a fallen shield agent behind. Okay. And Colson says, (laughs) you know the saying, if a plane crashes in the woods and there's no one around to hear it, stay close to the guy with super strength. And he then puts on a pair of sunglasses in in an awesome CSI Miami moment, but it gets ruined by the fact (laughs) that they're they're broken. And he's just like, oh, it throws them away. I did expect... I totally expected the music to kick in. <laughs> but it was so funny. They, that would have been... Yep. That would have been good. They, they were clearly like playing up CSI in Miami with that. So, uh, we find out that May's been put into a peaceful simulation, but she seems to be unstable in it. Um... Radcliffe and Ada also mentioned that fake May is far more advanced than than Ada, which didn't seem to be the case. Like Ada seemed to be very advanced, so it's it's odd that the the May one that they've made is is more advanced than her. Um, but they also mentioned that she's not aware of her mission, um, but that she will instinctively climb the ranks and gain access. And Radcliffe mentions that they're playing a longer game with less violence involved this time. And Ada says, well, but isn't the real May prone to violence? <laughs> Which is very true. Mm-hmm. 
Now, over at Shield, uh, Talbot gives me expanded clearance, climbing the ranks and gaining access to things. Uh, she's getting the uh, the Diglo pink or, or higher <laughs> clearance. <laughs> Whatever color it is. He's like, I don't care about the colors. Uh, Talbot also says that he wants to squeeze the prisoner like a lime wedge on dollar beer night. <laughs> and he then gets a call so apparently from... Apparently he likes Mexican beer. Yeah, uh, and he then gets a call from the president of the United States, and he has like a special ringtone just for the president. Yeah. Uh, what's it's the is it the presidential march that that tune it's called? Something it's like called that. "Hail to the Chief." Hail to the Chief, right? Okay, yeah. Because of of course he has a unique ringtone that is <laughs> that identifies that the president is calling me. Everybody must leave. So at the uh, at the crash site, Mace, Coulson, and Max search for Burroughs, and Coulson realizes that Mace needs the briefcase for some reason, and it's not about finding Burroughs. But Mace refuses to tell him what it's about because what the contents of the briefcase are classified. Of course, they are. Uh, you also see that the he's not the right color clearance for that. Yeah, he's not. He's not Diglo Pink. Um, we also see that uh, these now I thought they was, these were watchdogs but it's kind of unclear if they are or not so let, we'll just call them mercenaries for now so these guys uh, these mercenary guys who have somehow acquired some former Hydra tech are uh, scrambling the communications with this truck that's that's floating about with a like rotating dish on its roof and that's why they're unable to communicate out so they need to disable that before they can they can make a call uh, Fitz says that he wants to uh, reboot the Ada pro- program with uh, Simmons' help. Uh, Simmons is like, no, 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 we're not not doing that, definitely not. Yeah, because he thinks that if Simmons had been involved from the beginning, then they wouldn't have had this problem, they could have troubleshooted it and stopped this from happening. But uh, Simmons is not for it. And Fitz does say that he only wants to protect her. This is, this is sounding... A bit worrying. It sounds very Tony Stark esque coming from Fitz. Uh, the real May wakes up from the simulation that's been playing in her in her head. Now she's in this sort of like VR thing that we saw earlier in the season. Mm-hmm. If you remember, mm-hmm. uh, I think Simmons was inside it, and it, it sort of like it basically put you inside a VR simulation. Um, remember, she was floating above the ground. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So uh, the the real May wakes up from this simulation. Um, and I kind of thought, oh, he should have given her something like decent to play, because um, and she does say that she knew it wasn't real, whatever the simulation was. Uh, Ada then like picks her up by the throat and pins her against the wall, and uh, Radcliffe like basically has to tell her not to kill me, because it seems like she's just about to kill her. Uh, and she does like Ada hits Radcliffe oh, yeah. in amongst this as well, like when when he tries to like pull Ada off of me. Uh, and but she does it is follow, a bad dog. Yeah, but she does follow his orders eventually because uh, he he tells her to sedate May and, and she does. Um, we found out that the simulation that May was in was in a day spa getting a hot stone massage. <laughs> like, okay. Um, Radcliffe says that they should fit some restraints and they may have uh, misjudged what it takes to make May comfortable. <laughs> Now uh, on the uh, on the Quinjet, uh, May and Daisy are off to try and find where the other Quinjet crashed, um, and fake May sits in Lola. What the fuck? Yeah, yeah. Like ooh, 
Like this, this, this does not stand. This does not fly. Why is she in Lola? And and then and then Daisy just is like, oh well, if you're allowed to sit in Lola, I'm going to sit in Lola too. <sighs> Coulson's not going to be happy. Uh, we do we do find out that apparently Coulson let me drive Lola once uh, back in Madrid, and it's also revealed that back in this time Coulson had a mustache. Yeah, I have uh, some theories on this. Yeah, do you want them now, or do you want uh, hold off? Yeah, go for it now because I don't think there was anything else really related to to that uh, in in the episode. But go for it. I think this is fake May making shit up, and I'm not sure if uh, somebody's going to catch on that she's not May. And I don't know yep. if it's already Colson already realizes that she's not May and is just seeing where this goes. Yep. Uh, because you know he 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 had his shot when they were uh, trapped in the in the the room in the when when they were locked mm-hmm. in the room last time. Yep. And he didn't take it, or is does you know. Does Daisy say something to Coulson in the next couple of weeks about, uh, you know, just, uh, you know, like maybe looks at him and says, I'm just trying to imagine you with a mustache. And he's here. Why? He goes, well, uh, May told me about the time you guys were in Madrid and you were wearing a must. You had a mustache, you know, something like that uh, could trip. Uh, yeah, may, maybe already Daisy has figured out because nobody has driven Lola. She knows that nobody has driven Lola, but uh, Coulson. Yeah, I, I'm. You know, thinking, so I, mm, I'm thinking that this particular memory that she has is actually a dream that she's had about like uh, about her interaction with Coulson and the uh, the android uh, has or yeah the android has not been able to differentiate when they've copied her brain patterns over and they've not been able to differentiate between a memory and a dream maybe because I mean some dreams are incredibly vivid and like you can think back to them and almost remember them like memories mm-hmm. so I think that this has been a dream that uh, that May's had previously and uh, when they when Daisy calls it up to Coulson yeah I think you're totally right they're going to go wait a minute this never happened what the fuck Yeah. what is May talking about uh, she does also mention that she has a feeling that something is off, and and Daisy kind of like pokes fun at her, be like, "Oh yeah, well, with you and you and Phil, yeah, yeah, like what's been happening?" And she's like, "Oh no, no." <laughs> uh, so over at the crash site, um, this one of the Merc squads finds uh, Burrows and the briefcase, and they cut his hand off to uh, get the briefcase. Lovely people. If anyone cuts people's hands off, they're bad folks. Usually, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we see Talbot interrogating the sniper guy, uh, who says that all probabilities lead to their target's death. And he also mentions something about hammer smashing glass. And uh, Talbot's like, right, I'm going to get a hammer. Uh, he, he then says to Fitz and Simmons that he wishes he could use a plugging chisel to help in his interrogation, as well as some other old school uh, <laughs> objects of interrogation, he misses the Cold War days. I love. I I just think uh, Talbot is just the greatest curmudgeon ever. 
Yep, I, I really like Tabby. He's, he's so funny and weird. Um, at the crash site, the uh, jammers are messing with the Quinjet transponder, so that's outputting the wrong information to S.H.I.E.L.D. so they actually can't work out where the Quinjet has crashed. They have no idea where it is because they got to the crash site where uh, the transponder said it was transmitting from and there was nothing there within 100 miles. So it's been completely scrambled by these mercenary guys. At Simmons, who it now has more security access because uh, the director's missing, um, manages to investigate Mace's file and find something called Project Patriot. And uh, Talbot is kind of reluctant, but he does say that there's a reason that Mace is never too far from the briefcase. Now, we get to see what that is because we see Colson Mac and Mace taking out the uh, the mercenary mercenary team um mace retrieves the briefcase and then runs away and uh, mac's like what the hell is he doing just running away <laughs> um we see him opening the case and we see that it has two vials of something in it with uh, injectors on them uh the watch uh, the uh, mercenary guys destroy them both and shoot him in the butt don't kill him though just shoot him in the butt um, Mac mentions that like he should have been easily able to fight off this one guy who he could not overpower um, and Mace then reveals to them that he's not inhuman and he doesn't have any powers it's just a drug cocktail that he takes and he doesn't even know what's in it he's like ah, I just take this thing and I'll get powers it'll be fine <laughs> yes because we all just want to trust our go- the government blindly <laughs> yes, and uh, Talbot then reveals the uh, the full truth to Fitz and Simmons. Uh, he mentions that the new director had to, of Shield had to be enhanced, and there was no one suitable available. I think that's kind of a men- like a reference to Daisy because she was basically yeah. off the rails. Well, she at that might point. have already gone rogue. Yeah, oh, she was definitely rogue by that point. Um, said there was no one suitable available, so they took a well vetted candidate and turned him into the hero that they needed. Uh, they used a modified formula based on the stuff that they confiscated from Daisy's dad, uh, Cal, if you remember. He also mm. was Mr. Hyde, and that went so well last time. And, bas- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and basically they only gave it to Mace for uh, for special occasions. Uh, now back at, the, back at the crash site, Mac and Coulson... Uh, so they don't need the director to protect him because the badasses in their own right. Um, and he says that he only lied because those were his orders and he was just trying to serve his country as best he could, which is fair enough. Mm. Uh, they head to a ranger station to try and get, uh, like, to try and sort his uh, leg out or his, his butt. He has a butt problem and they need to fix it. Now, uh, Simmons has a plan to try to get the Russian sniper guy talking. Uh, she shows him Ada's head in a box with ice and some blood on her I lips. thought this was great. <laughs> yep. Now, now before we go before we go further, because I wanted to jump in, uh, there was a great Captain America reference here. I don't know if you picked up on it. Okay. Because uh, they're asking, they're saying, you know, they created this uh, serum or gave him this serum, and uh, Simmons says, you've restart, you've rebooted or restarted the Earthskine mm, yeah, okay, program. Yeah. 
Now, Erskine is the doctor that created the super soldier serum. Yep, way back in uh, Captain America, the first Avenger. Captain America, first Avenger. He was actually like a really so, cool character. He, he died in, yeah. in that movie. Yep. So, I, I, I dug that reference. Yep. Um, okay, so yeah, she Simmons shows uh, the sniper guy ate his head in a box of ice <laughs> and <laughs> she like she tells him that she was uh, undercover in Hydra and she learned a thing or two when she was in Hydra and she like rolls out all these like implements of, of torture in front of him and shows the uh, this head in the box and he's like and he starts talking immediately uh, so he admits oh, to yeah. being hired by the watchdogs and also tells them the uh, real location of the the crash site uh, Coulson uh, Coulson at the crash site in this ranger cabin gets the director to suit up and confront the these mercenary guys who we we now know are basically being hired by watchdogs um because these guys don't know that he doesn't have superpowers, even right. if uh, even if Shield does now. Um, he tells them that the case contains the cure for inhumans, and uh, he's he's willing to hand it over to them. Um, now, one of these guys is the guy that Daisy bumped into earlier. Worth worth pointing that out. Um, okay, it was him. It definitely him. Yeah, hundred percent. All right. Same scars. He wasn't wearing a hat this time, mm. but it was definitely mm-hmm. the same okay. guy. Um, so Mace is basically just distracting them for uh, to give Max some time to get into position. So he takes out a guy, steals his grenade, and then blows up the jamming truck. Now this enables Coulson to use his arm tech, which he uses to save Mace from being shot by the mercenaries. Yes, we get to see his Captain America shield. Yes. Uh, and after- I love the Captain America shield. <laughs> and after a few minutes of siege and standoff... Uh, the shield team arrives with uh, Quake coming in and rescuing Coulson and Mace from these mercs. Uh, May also pops in and helps Mac fight the uh, the scarred face dude, who is trying to use a pair of shields on him, <laughs> and he's got like a very small hatchet. Uh, yep. She she pulls up a uh, a shovel. It's a really weird fight because they just like picked up all these <laughs> random things that were just lying about, and it was actually quite cool. Very short, but quite cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and this guy seems to be like pretty agile because he does like a sort of backflip when she, when she tries to hit him with a shovel. Uh, she does eventually get hit on top of like a, what looked like a table to me, but is ruled at the end of the scene to be a circular saw. So they yes. they manage they manage to knock this guy out and and capture him. Um, and we see this circular saw at the the end of the fight with like a bit of blood on it, and it's also bent. So. She took a hit when she uh, when she landed on it, and she did like make a noise, so we know that she did feel the pain of it. Mm-hmm. This is also the fake me, remember? Uh, so at Radcliffe's place, Radcliffe puts the real me into a new simulation. He says it's going to be one with a foe to vanquish because she is a warrior who thrives on conflict. So I think it'll be interesting to see what that what that is. It could be a really good opportunity to use like some kind of Marvel villain. In a way that's not going to impact anything else. How, how about a chance for uh, Grant Ward to come back? Well, I mean, do you think May would believe that though? Like in her mind, because they want it, they need to create a believable situation for her. 
Like, how, how do you explain that? Like, Wald being back? That would be interesting. I'll, I'll give you that. I mean, she is drug-induced as well, so, you know, you would think that uh, her mind is fairly pliable. Mm. Not pliable enough to believe yeah. that she's at a day spa. <laughs> no. Yeah, true. Getting a hot coat, a hot stone massage. <laughs> hey, Ward's come back from the dead so many times now. I mean, she, she, she'd probably, you know... It's not that far fetched. Like, I mean, Ada does have some suggestions. Like, she's she's like, "Oh, do you want me to create a dragon?" I'm like, "Yeah, create <laughs> a dragon. That'd be awesome." Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. me versus the dragon. Like, you just imagine like a Joan of Arc suit of armor like, with a big sword up against some mad fire breathing dragon. That'd be hilarious. Uh, we then see back at the shield base that Fitz has put in Ada's head in a locker. But when he's doing this, he downloads her like. Uh, AI essentially onto his phone terrible idea fits and he also tells her that he'll figure out what broke her and she very creepily says thank you <laughs> this disembodied head she's like thank you Fitz like, okay weird uh, Coulson then berates Talbot for uh, lying to him about Mace <laughs> Uh, and Talbot's like, well, the president tasked him tasked him with uh, finding the next Captain America to lead S.H.I.E.L.D. So he did that in a roundabout way, which is kind of fair enough. And Mace then asks Coulson to, to speak to him privately. And he reveals his kind of whole backstory. Uh, he's not a hero at all. Um, when he was in Vienna, he tripped over and the photo of him that looks like he's saving a lady is actually just him falling over and it happens to be at the same time as there was a lady lying on the ground. So he didn't, he wasn't really saving this lady at all. He didn't even know she was there. But he does say that he wanted to help um, and when uh, and when Talbot asked him to, to come on board he, he agreed because uh, he wants to help end inhuman prejudice. He says that they deserve the same rights as anyone else. Which is totally true and, and and actually, like quite an honourable sort of thing to want to do, even if he doesn't have pearls and whatnot, it's fine. Um, so he says, "Oh, I'll I'll call a press conference and announce my resignation and reinstate Coulson as the director." And I was like, "Yes, fuck yes, amazing! This is going to be brilliant." And then Coulson's like, "No, oh, Coulson, you've just you've broken my heart." But Coulson does tell him, "Well." You keep the title and handle all the politics, but make no mistake from now on, uh, Coulson is calling the shots. So Coulson is technically the director now. Yes. But uh, Mace is just the public Keep him out of the spotlight. Yeah, it makes sense. And, but it's a shame that they can't legitimise Coulson again. Because it would be so good, like, if they could... If say, Let's say Shield does end this season. It'd be so good if they could legitimise Coulson again and allow him to go back into the movies. They could. I they mean, told, that could still happen. Yep. They, they might have to do one little bit of explaining in the movie at one point, but it would be, you could have three lines. It's going to be like 20 seconds of, of a four-hour, three-hour three movie. Do it. Um, oh, yeah. You could just say, you have to say, I got better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm fine. Let's <laughs> go. Cool. I mean, I mean that, that would be a Coulson, that would be a Coulson line. Yep, I mean that that'd be classic Coulson. I got better. Yeah, imagine that. Like Captain America's like, "Whoa, I thought you were dead," and he's just like, "I got better. Some things happened. Not important right now. Move on." <laughs> like, okay, we've got bigger bigger things to worry about. 
like yeah, he should. They should do that. Uh, if like if Shield does end, obviously if it doesn't, then uh, he can keep going. Uh, so we then see uh, fake May checking her wound from the fight, and she finds metal under her skin, but she hides it from Daisy. Now the interesting thing about this is that this May is not is going to be a bit conflicted by this because she is going to think that she has always been a robot and that's why she's been kind of distant with emotion and stuff like that over over all the years and it will all start to make sense to her even though it's not true so it's going to be interesting to see how this like robot reacts to this I think she breaks it just like uh, Ada kind of went rogue with her programming. Hmm. Uh, I think Fake May goes rogue with her programming and saves S.H.I.E.L.D. from Ada. And probably dies in a uh, horrible uh, explosion with Ada. Hmm. That that could be interesting. I mean, they've done some really weird things with with May over the years. If you remember, we had a Fake Hmm. May before. With the lady that, that yep. put her face on, yep. Agent Thirty Three, I think it was. She had, she put May's face on. So and then uh, we had May fighting in her underwear. Yep, May versus May. Yep, Magna Wen's got to do a lot of interesting May fighting things May in, in her. Show. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, good good episodes overall. Um, not my favourites of of the season, and the, the LMD stuff is interesting. But like I say, I I hope it doesn't go on too long. Great to see Talbot back. Well, Talbot was fantastic. Yes. Um, I think people are agreeing with you. I do not have the numbers because, for whatever reason, uh, the site I used did not have them up tonight. Uh, TV by the numbers. Uh, I've, I've, and, I've got it, I've got it here. Bar- barely two million viewers, along with the zero point six. In the key ooh, term, yeah, that is the, that is a series low. Yep. Um. We'll see what happens. I mean, we got the president of ABC wants the show to continue, but that could just be PR spin and talk mm. uh, to try and, you know, tell people, no, we're not canceling it at the end of the year. Don't give up on it now um, because we still have, you know, another 10 or 12 episodes. Um, and I, and I we said we are not going to sit here and put dirt on the grave every night. Uh, every week, so we're we're getting off this topic real quick. Um, but the number the numbers are what they are, and we, we we've reported them since episode one, and we are we will continue to report uh, Shield's ratings every week. Take it for what for what it's worth. Yeah. Um. Anyways, you know, so um. We had we had another disconnection. Uh, this one was Andy, not Skype. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so we're back. Um, what I was what I was trying. I I don't even remember what I was saying anymore. Um, uh, th- oh, this is the episode. This might not have been the episode you wanted, but this is the episode we needed. Mm-hmm. And I, I, you know, to paraphrase uh, Chris Nolan, but um, it's. You know, we we had the big bang with the first episode. They came out of the gates uh, swinging. Now you need to step back a little bit and develop these plot lines a little bit. Introduce 
the players to to an extent. We didn't even see Nadir's brother, and I think think that's why I think Nadir is the big bad for the third story arc. Nadir and whoever, okay? See, and I, 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 I don't think I don't we think it's see... Nadir, though. I, I think you might see her, like, their dad maybe being the superior. Like, it could be. Maybe, or... Well, she, she's gonna be the, you know, uh, the right hand of the, of the big bad. Hmm. Pop, you know, however you want it to work out. But, and I think you see, so I don't think you see her brother until the maybe you see him at the end of uh, LMD a little bit, mm. but he is part of the third story arc, mm. um, which is why, you know, they got him out of the way. It's there and, you know, it's going to percolate and we're not going to hear about it for a few weeks. Um, so but but they're setting up the watchdog and you have the whole watchdog thing and I think they are the big bad of the season overall. Um they're the new Hydra. And I think what you will see is you know, we needed to see where uh they needed to show first of all how whacked uh Radcliffe is. And th- yeah. this is the episode where we found that we found out that uh you know uh Ada is actually the Wii U to May's Xbox One. You know? I mean the <laughs> Xbox One X. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> the score May is the Scorpio yeah. to the Nintendo Switch. How's that? <laughs> uh, um <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go all next gen on your ass. Yeah. Um, uh, so, and you're seeing there's some jealousy there. She, she didn't like that. She's, she had a, she had difficulties processing that to an extent. Uh, you know, she is the obsolete model. Yeah, so it's an interesting thing. And I, have. at some point, she's going. At some point, she turns on Radcliffe. Yeah. She kills Radcliffe. Yeah, I guarantee you, she kills Radcliffe. And I, I think it's, I think it's uh, fake May that, uh, you know, sacrifices herself and kills Ada, hmm. who okay. has the best body on television, in my opinion. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I mean, they, they, they seem to like to film her walking away. You know, you see a lot of scenes of her walking away from you. Hmm. And it's like, and she just says the most amazing figure. Uh, <laughs> I, I I know we're trying not to be the misogynistic co- uh, podcast anymore, but God damn. Uh, <laughs> she does have a very, very square jaw, though. You know. Very square jaw. I'm not talking... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I'm just talking her figure. I mean, it's just amazing. Um, <laughs> so, uh, but you know, that's uh, you put down the iPod, iPad when she's on the screen. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, all right. Anyways, uh, so while it wasn't the greatest episode, uh, it told Mace's story. You know, the secrets out on him now. Hmm. We wrapped up. We kind of tied up that plot thread. We're moving forward with the LMD thing, and uh, 
you know, it doesn't seem like anybody cares. And I think, you know, if if Ghost Rider couldn't bring viewers to this with the tagline Ghost Rider, LMD is not going to bring anybody to the show. Nope. Nobody knows what the fucking LMD is. Nope. True fans, true fans do obviously. Mar- Marvel comic book fans do. Um, but you know, they didn't even play. You know, there was no mention in the trailers for this week's show of Talbot. No, that's true. So, but, all right. Uh, but did you have any thoughts on the show? Yeah, um, like, I, like I mentioned earlier, I, I do like this LMD storyline, but I hope it doesn't go on too long. Like, they can yeah. do six episodes and, and they need to move it along. In yeah. that six episodes, they can create something that that will tie into something bigger going down the line for, to lead towards the season finale that's fine but yeah the LMD stuff they, they need to be careful with uh, oversaturating that alright shall we get to tweets yeah a couple of tweets gotta... alright first of all this is one from Hell's Kitchen cast maybe I should save it for there I'll, I'll probably uh, repeat it there but I love this one Mike uh, Mike or Mike in Cleveland, uh, cast a shield. The real Easter egg of Hell's Kitchen cast Luke Cage is listening to Chip and Andy navigate safely the African-American culture. <laughs> and, and if you saw, it was actually liked by Raphael Sadiq. <laughs> and Raphael the, Sadiq. Yeah, the singer from the first episode. Uh, okay, yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Timothy, because I, I don't think we've had a show since these went in, so I'm get, hitting hitting them all. Uh, we had discussed the fact that uh, Inf- Infinity War is going to film in Scotland, and uh, Tim Hernandez said that you should get a cameo. I totally agree with that, and I should get one when they're filming in New York. Yep, every time. Tim Hernandez wants to know, is, is the superior someone we've met before or someone new? I think it's someone new. Yeah, I think it's someone new. I think it's a named Marvel villain. Yeah. Early Infinity War shoot will use Cumberbatch stand-in. That's from James Warren. We talked about that already. Yep. Uh, Tim Hernandez uh, uh, mentioned... And uh, mentioned the article where Black Panther will feature a 1990s flashback sequence. And I thought I replied to this one. Maybe I replied to Heroic Hollywood directly. I said, yeah, it's called uh, Coming to America. <laughs> okay. Eddie Murphy. <laughs> but, I mean, a, nine, a 1990s flashback sequence could just be like him as a young child. Yeah. Like, that would make sense. And to see his father as the Black Panther. Like, it's not yeah. a big deal at all. Yeah. Um, Heroic Hollywood, uh, and I actually read this article and I filed it under not news. <laughs> the Agent Carter cancellation thing. It told nothing that we didn't already know. They they just respun it. I mean, I would love for that to come back, but uh, it doesn't look like it's going to happen anytime soon. Uh, Tim Hernandez asked, do Daisy's wrist guards look like Sif's or is it just me? I read this actually uh, 
prior to watching the episode tonight. So uh, you convinced me. Yeah, I mean, they're armed guards. They're medieval looking. Yeah, I mean, they do kind of look like it. Maybe they based the, the uh, sort of cosmetic design of them on her wrist guards. Like, I mean, in the show, like Fitz and Simmons did it. So maybe they based it on hers because they did meet her. Yeah. I mean, it's metal on the arm. There's not much you can do. <laughs> I mean, yeah. they're, they're braces. So, yeah, I mean, no matter how you do it, it's going to kind of look medieval and siffy and all that. So, uh, yeah, okay, sure. Uh, it works. They, they There is some style to them. Yeah. It's not just black metal or something. So, um, but that's what we got for tweets. Keep them coming, guys. Luke Cage. Uh, Yo-Yo and Cast a Shield. Keep them coming. We will use them on the various shows uh, and uh, as we record them. Uh, just once again, a quick reminder, the next, e- the next episode will be a Hell's Kitchen cast. And then uh, probably it won't, it won't be up as... Uh, that'll be up whenever Andy gets it up. And then uh, episode, episode 10 for this season... We'll be a bit late because our schedules don't mesh until the following weekend. So episode, episode eleven, I think it is. But we will keep the episodes coming. Is it episode? I yeah. Yeah, yeah we just had ten. <laughs> okay, okay. So, uh, but keep, uh, the episodes we will be getting the episodes up as regular as we can and as soon as we can. And yeah, it's uh, hopefully the scheduling issues come to an end in the next few weeks, and we'll be back on a regular schedule. Yeah. So, all right, uh, Andy, when you're being ir- irregular, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me trying to regulate Ali every Tuesday on Forty to Level One, uh, live on AllGames.com. We talk movies, TV shows, and mainly video games. Um, we broadcast live at 4.30 Eastern, one thirty Pacific, and 9.30 Greenwich Mean Time. And you can find all our episodes on allgames.com as well as Stitcher and iTunes. And you can find me Tuesday nights, 9 p.m. Eastern on the B-Team Podcast with Fred, Ryan, and Eli, where we talk video games, tech, and some movie and TV. Um, and like I said, we... Uh, our 400th episode should be up in the next couple of days where it's it's an epic length of four four hours, but we have eight people giving their top tens on, on uh, the games of the year for the year, along with sp- other special cat- categories. And Andy was one of our special guests this week. Uh, you can also find me Thursday nights on allgames.com at 9 p.m. Eastern on Knuckleballer Radio with Eli, Normie, and Sean, where we talk everything <laughs> I, we went from uh this week we went from uh going to spending a weekend in new york to cruise ships to uh worrying about what could happen uh this this coming friday at the inauguration in washington so it was all over the place it's always a fun show and we have a great time doing it so check that out if you're looking for something eh, less nerdy we, we we cover a lot of nerd topics 
At one point, I'm going to do it. Uh, another, uh, I'm going to do another bit on my new watch. And I'll probably do it with Eli. So, but check out those shows. Uh, we will be back next week. Uh, and until then, I don't care uh, if what Ada wants you to do to her. Whatever you do, don't touch Lola. Night, guys. I'm waking up to ash and dust. I wipe my brow and I sweat my rust. I'm breathing in the chemicals. Straight from inside